three, two, one. You ready? You're listening to the Real Pineapple Podcast Network. Good evening, everybody. Thank you so much for listening. This is your humble host, Hunter, here, and hope you guys are having a good uh, a good weekend. Uh, I wanted to get this review up, uh, just do a quick review for this, because I realized I kept talking about how, oh yeah, we're going to review The Lion King, and we are, it's been out for a couple weeks, and I went, oh my god, we haven't reviewed The Lion King yet, so... This is a real quick review on The Lion King, uh, of course directed by Mr. John Favreau, who of course uh, was a uh, really the big thing. I think that really almost launched him even to another stratosphere. We obviously talk about slinger, uh, slingers, uh, swingers. Pardon me, um, uh, being kind of that movie that made everyone go, "Okay, this guy's got something," but. It was really Iron Man that really put him just in that whole other tier of, okay, this guy is, is special. Now, granted, he's also executive producer on The Mandalorian, the upcoming Star Wars uh, Star Wars TV series, pardon me, that's going to be in a Disney Plus exclusive. He also, if you guys haven't watched it, he's a producer, executive producer on The Chef Show, and he kind of hosts, he hosts that, and... That's a great show. That's a great movie. If you haven't seen Chef, I believe it's on Amazon Prime now. So I would highly recommend checking that out. And of course, he's been working with Marvel, you know, uh, really extensively since the first Iron Man. So I think that's interesting is that he did goes ahead and does the Jungle Book. And out of all of these, I think it's still the best live action remake that they've done. And let's just kind of get this out of the way. Quote, the Lion King quote being live action, I mean, it's very realistic looking animals. I mean, it's still CG. So it being quote, live action, unquote, it's not really live action. These aren't actual, you know, antelopes jumping for the <laughs> for the cameras and crap like that. So just to, just to go ahead and put that out there. Um, I will say with this movie, because if you listen to our reviews, we thought Being Beast was pretty damn good. Um, I completely forgot until I was doing research that they did a Pete's Dragon live-action remake. I was like, oh shit, they did do that, and it, that wasn't great. And I didn't even review Dumbo, which I still need to review, because I remember just leaving the theater going, I don't even know what I'd say about it. It's just kind of there, so whatever, I guess. Uh, you don't need to see Dumbo if you haven't seen it. But this is a movie I would tell people, you can go out and see this, and I think you'll get your money's worth. Um, this, of course, is based on the original animated movie, which is, uh, about 20 years old, which is crazy to even think about. Actually, 25 years old, which is just insane to think about. Uh, Favreau, he really hit gold, struck gold with the Jungle Book. He clearly gets how to do these. And I think what's interesting about Favreau is that he takes this very photorealistic look to both films. I think... The Jungle Book, as great as it looks, this even looks better. I was telling, uh, I was telling my girlfriend Alea that the thing I was really wanting from this movie was basically Planet Earth, with both The Lion King, and that's essentially what I got. So I left the theater pretty happy. So this, of course, follows all the same beats. Uh, you've got Simba, 
who ends up being voiced by Donald Glover, which is awesome. Uh, he is the rightful heir to the throne, as it were. Um, his dad and Mufasa voice still by James Earl Jones, which is fucking awesome. One of the most recognizable, if not the most recognizable voice, maybe in the history of film, goes ahead and tells him, look, you know, you are king. You are, you know, the, the heir to all of this. And the opening scene of The Lion King, I think, is the best opening uh, scene in a Disney film, period. I remember watching that with my, my folks. I would have been eight at the time and just sitting in that theater and I was crying by the end of just the opening credits when you know it flashes Lion King there uh, after Circle of Life which this music this is probably the thing outside of probably Phantom of the Opera that got me into musicals because while this is very Shakespearean the music in this movie of course by uh Tim Rice and Elton John, uh, Sir Elton John, pardon me. Um, there's a reason this, mu this music has endured for as long as it has and why it's so fucking brilliant. Um, the songs are pretty much unchanged. They the, the arrangements obviously have switched a little bit, but the core concept, the core spirit of these songs is really unchanged, and in the end, that's what I wanted. So... Of course, young Simba grows up when he's a young uh, when he's a young cub. He's going ahead, hanging out with Nala, causing general mischief as uh, as kids do. And Zazu, voiced brilliantly by John Oliver, it's basically his overglorified babysitter. I mean, Zazu is you know head not not head to the throne. That'd be funny. Zazu's king. Uh, Zazu is uh, the 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 right hand bird i was gonna say right hand man but that's incorrect right hand bird to mufasa you know he's patrolling the uh, kind of overseeing everything and so he ends up getting stuck with the hilariously fun task of watching nala and simba when they want to go ahead and go off and of course that leads into one of my favorite disney songs ever uh, i just can't wait to be king which i thought was done so well here with the quote live action unquote animals uh, John Oliver really portrays that franticness that Zazu is supposed to have. And you hear him just saying the lines, and it's just, it's so funny to hear the guy from last week tonight playing Zazu. It's just, it's kind of surreal, to be completely honest. So, of course, the uh, the, the kids end up getting get end up getting lost because they go to the, uh, uh, to the elephant graveyard. They run into uh, Shinzi, Banzai, and Ed. I want to say, and now I, this is going to sound completely racist, but what you going to do? Um, apparently, all black people sound alike because I could not distinguish Keegan Michael Michael Key from Eric Andre at all. I was sitting there the whole time, like, um, who's talking right now? And I'm huge fans of both of theirs, but sorry, guys, couldn't tell you apart. So, uh, but Mufasa ends up going ahead, jumping in, saving the kids, and. This is all to the very uh, sad, uh, to the sadness of Scar, who is not voiced by Jeremy Irons this time, which I will say, if you're going to bring back James Earl Jones or Jeremy Irons, I get you bring back James Earl Jones, if it's a one or the other. I completely understand that. I would have liked if they brought back Jeremy Irons, but we got Shoel Ejiofer, who I just want to say... If there, I think he's my favorite part of this movie outside of Donald Glover because Shoel Ejiofor, he is just, he is menacing a scar. If if you're a theater nerd or just a fan of film, I, 
the way that he just says his lines and even the way that even though it's clearly not him on screen, his words and his tone matches the way that Scar even moves. And that's a huge credit to the animators and the visual effects team. There's this <laughs> there's this line young Simba drops where he goes, Oh yeah, you know, at some point I'm gonna be I'm gonna have to tell you what to do. Isn't that crazy? And Scar just looks at him and goes, It's absolutely crazy. And you can just hear him in his head going, I'm gonna eat you the moment I have a chance to. It's it's menacing. And Shawel Ejafer, while we don't get a pro a quote proper unquote version of Be Prepared, we get more of an uh, we get an, an abridged version of be prepared kind of mixed with spoken word which i was like okay i know i can't get the extravagant you know uh, pyro <laughs> shooting out from rocks and shit that i got in the original lion king i get i can't get that but i thought that the tweak that they made as far as getting be prepared in the movie i thought it was actually really well done i think it works pretty damn well as far as the really big scenes you know you you, of course, have the stampede scene. And that was the scene, for me, I was looking forward to the most, going, okay, like, I gotta see what the stampede scene does. And Shoel Ejiofer, the way he just portrays uh, portrays Scar in the scene, like, Simba's in trouble, we have to go save him. And that scene where Simba is on the uh, on the branch, trying to stay away, uh, above the uh, wildebeest, it's really scary. And I'm sitting there watching this adorable, cute, fluffy cub like oh please don't hurt him this one really bummed me out it's it's really well shot and it's really well portrayed and of course you know the scene that happens here where Mufasa gets hurt is climbing up the rocks trying to go ahead and get to safety and Scar's right there just standing on the uh, stand on the edge of the cliff like oh okay buddy how's it going and Mufasa reaches up for Scar's help Scar digs his paws in Mufasa's like wrist which was a Ow, and you know, whispers along with the king, throws him off. Mufasa, the the thing that I think hit me the hardest on that, not just how Scar betrays him, and you get this aerial shot of Mufasa falling. Which, God, if 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 you're, I can see you being six years old, never seen the original Lion King. That might haunt your nightmares. Just seeing this adorable lion thrown to its death. So I would say. Maybe if you have young kids who might want to cover their eyes on that part, I think the seeing Mufasa's body just not moving will get the point across. <laughs> like, you don't want to traumatize your kids. But the way that was portrayed and just seeing Mufasa's body there, like in the original, it's heartbreaking. And seeing it again, quote, live action, unquote, it really did have this aura of just this almost crippling sadness. To, to, to be completely frank. And it worked really well. I think it works slightly better in live action seeing Mufasa's uh, body just laying there. So Simba runs away, uh, runs into Timon and Puma, who are voiced by Billy Eichner, which is, I, I, I'm a huge fan of Billy on, uh, Billy on the Street, and I thought he was amazing on Parks and Rec. Uh, so seeing him and Seth Rogen, which, can we talk about <laughs> fact that Seth Rogen, who's made Pineapple Express, uh, was a 40-year-old virgin, knocked up, super bad, all these dirty, hilarious R-rated movies, is now in a Disney movie voicing one of my favorite characters. It's just, it's just, God, our world is funny sometimes. But if there's anything you're going to take away from this, 
outside of Shawala for I think you're gonna, you're gonna take away Timon and Pumbaa. Timon and Pumbaa were so great in this movie. It almost makes me want to have them do a live action version of Lion King one and a half, so I can see all the sequences and all the first movie from their point of view. Because Timon and Pumbaa, their dialogue is very witty. It's very I don't say it, it's bordering on Three Stooges level of uh, slapstick, which I didn't mind at all because I actually like Three Stooges. But it's really funny to see Eichner and Seth Rogen play off each other because they play off each other so well. I actually, I really want to see them do something together as sort of like a, com a comedy movie or something because they, their chemistry is just off the charts. And then at this point, we get Adult Simba who is voiced by Charles Gambino himself, Donald Glover. And Donald Glover, that brother can just do anything. He sings, he dances, he acts, he writes, he directs. Damn it, Donald Glover. Stop being so talented. But he does a great job with the voice acting here. There are a couple lines um, near the end when he's working with, or where he meets back up with Nala, who's voiced by uh, Queen Bee herself, Beyonce. It, there's a couple lines he had I went, Okay, that wasn't great. Not because the line was delivered, uh, not because of the line, but just some of the, line, the way, I don't know if it was his diction or what it was. It's just a couple lines felt a little flat, but maybe it's because it was followed up by a Beyonce line. Because I will say, I know Beyonce is not a huge actress. I, I, I get that. But at the same time, she is a singer, and I think I would think she would know at certain points, okay, my voice needs to go higher here. It needs to be more serious here. And I didn't always get or feel Nala's desperation like I did in the animated film when she's trying to get Simba to come back to Pride Rock. That's probably my biggest complaint about this movie. Um, that was frustrating to watch. And also when they're going back to Pride Rock, after she, of course, you know, talks him into it, uh, they, they shoehorn in this new Beyonce song, and I was sitting there going, okay, I don't ever need this. Please fucking stop this. It's it's a sore, it's a really sore spot for me just because I, I hate when movies, you know, interject that random pop song where it doesn't need to be there. And Beyonce's Beyonce. She could just say, I have a new song out on the Lion King soundtrack. You don't have to shoehorn the shit in just because it's Beyonce. So that was a little irritating, but really outside of that my complaints are really quite minimal um i guess this is longer than the original i didn't really feel the length uh phrasing about it it just it it it, it played well for me and i was engaged the whole time which is i what i know they want but at the same time disney is just they're being so lazy with some of these remakes the fact that disney is so arrogant to go you know, we don't even need to come up with new ideas. We'll just remake our own shit. I mean, it's a very bad message to send to the industry at large. So I am not under any delusions about how this isn't good. So please don't go like, well, what about... Trust me, I get it. But at the same time, if they're going to put the love and care into these like they did with Jungle Book and even Beauty and the Beast to an extent and Lion King, then okay, go ahead. Keep making these. Fine. I'm worried about Mulan, I will just say, because they it seems like they're taking so much of the musical elements out of it. I wouldn't mind them kind of playing her more up uh her up the uh kind of more Joan of Arc esque 
aspect to it, the whole warrior aspect. If they want to do that and go ahead and inspire young women, you know what? Hell yeah. I'm totally fine with that. But if, if you take I'll Make a Man Out of You out of that, song, out of that movie, I'm going to be pretty pissed off. So please don't do that, Disney. If you're going to keep at least one song in there, it should be that one. Because that song's fucking great. And I will say, too, about this movie... When Can You Feel the Love Tonight comes on, oh, that is just a, that's a showstopper. Hearing Donald Glover and Beyonce sing together is, is everything. Uh, the, the, as the kids say, the song is super lit, but, uh, <laughs> but, but, but if you hear her laughing in the background, that would be Leia. Uh, oh, so dumb, but, um, oh, I'm getting old, but, but honestly though, it's, it's, it's a show stealer and it really just made me go, oh, hell yeah, we're in the, you know, the, to paraphrase one of my favorite movies, we're in the end game now, and, you know, this is wrapping up. I did find the kind of the last fight scene between Scar and Simba, I just didn't find it as <coughs> engaging as I did the first time in the original movie. I remember Simba doing that kind of that, uh, that flip where he flip Scar over his head and Scar like falls on the ground in front of all the hyenas before he gets eaten. They kind of changed it up here and I didn't I didn't love that so that was kind of a that was a ding against this too. But at the same time though I, I am being a little nitpicky but it's because Lion King is in my top five if not top three favorite Disney animated films ever. I really don't know what my number one would be. I would actually have to sit down and think about it. But but wrapping up here and getting to my final thoughts, uh, the music works well. Favreau, he just, he gets these movies. He gets how to direct uh, everything. The, the CG is breathtaking. Like, I, I will buy this movie just in 4K alone because of how it looks. It is just a visual, uh, a visual feast, as it were. Uh, sorry, a visual tour, a tour de force. There you go. <laughs> it's, it's, these sound more pretentious. Um, it's, it's really well done, and if you have kids, they'll love it. Why wouldn't they? I mean, it's it's pretty, just off that alone, kids will like it. I do think that the story being more compact helps the original more, and it's being stretched out a little more almost hurts the movie. So I, that's a little frustrating, and they shoehorn in this new rival for Nala as far as one of the hyenas that just didn't need to be there because it's Beyonce we have to give her more so whatever I don't really care it's fine but but overall though this is an a, another worthy uh, this is a worthy uh live action adaptation for Disney I give them a lot of credit for this I've been back and forth between B plus and A minus and I I'm gonna go A minus just because I saw this with uh, with Colin, shout out to Colin. I went ahead and saw that with him. I we both left the theater going, yeah, that was pretty damn great. And the emotional parts that needed to hit, especially when Simba looks up in the sky, runs into Rafiki, and he shows him that his dad still is there with him. I thought that scene was so beautifully beautifully handled. And Donald Glover gets across that that desperation. I just wanted to talk to his father again. Uh, that alone made me go, okay, this is a B. Uh, so, yeah, I, I think this movie is really great. Not perfect, because the original Lion King would be a fan-fucking-tastic. Like, it's not even a question. But 
this is a solid entry in Disney's growing catalog of live action movies because fuck you we're Disney uh, but yeah this will be this will be a maybe not a day one buy but I will buy this in the first month or two that it's out so uh, but guys have you seen The Lion King let us know what you thought in the comments below you can go ahead and like us on Facebook at The Real Pineapple follow us on SoundCloud iTunes Apple Podcasts Google Podcasts Spotify Podbean and now on Stitcher at The Real Pineapple be the first to subscribe so you can go ahead and be the first to know when we have new reviews coming out. And if you guys need custom jewelry, we are heading to October. We're heading to Halloween to go ahead and quote uh, Captain Raymond Holt. So if you guys need some spooky jewelry or just some badass jewelry in general, check out our sponsor, uh, Stab Guy Studio on Instagram. That's S T A D T. G-E-I-S-T dot studio and use the code real P that's R-E-E-L P that's capitalized by the way 2019 for 10% off your order what you know about it uh, guys thank you so much for listening uh, guys and gals pardon me thank you so much for listening we'll have reviews up this upcoming weekend for God help me Dora the ex- uh Dora the Explorer, they calling this, oh yeah, Dora and the Lost City of Gold, who cares, I don't want to see it, ugh, and we'll have a review up as well for The Long Shot, and for Stranger Things 3, we're gonna deep dive into Stranger Things 3, and uh, if you have not heard, I'm gonna be going live, uh, we will have our first uh, probably this weekend, we will have our debut episode of what I'm calling the Weekly Slice, which is where I go ahead, review the week, go ahead and talk some movies, talk some film, talk video games, whatever tickles my fancy for the whole week of news at large, I will go ahead and uh, go ahead and discuss. So I look forward to putting that out for you guys weekly. But uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you soon. Take care.